0: Oh, what is the hope of your calling? and What are the riches of the glory of your inheritance that you have in each and every one of us who are your saints? And help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I thank you for us being a house of encounters. Thank you for giving us a heart of worship. And I thank you for giving this church a hunger for your word. For you said, blessed are those who have the hunger and the thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Fill us, Lord, continually this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you take your seat, could you tell somebody around you that the Lord has been faithful to me? You could tell your story. He's been faithful to me. I can't can't talk about your story, but he has been faithful to me, and you need to know that. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, cut my sermon a little bit short because I wanted you to be able to bask in the sunshine of his faithfulness. Amen. Can I get some hands that will declare that the Lord has been faithful to you? He is faithful. Even when, I'll talk about me, even when I haven't been faithful, he has been faithful. I'm so glad that his faithfulness, his loyalty, his covenant doesn't depend on my behavior because he's a good, good father. He's a good, good father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As you heard, uh, Sister Corinne announced that we're having a, uh, we're, we're praying and fasting, particularly. 9-11 9 11 through the 18th, because the 18th is going to be our back to school Sunday. We want to be fasted and praying up for God for what He's about to do, because as you know, uh, on September 4th, for the first time in three years, we'll be opening up our the campus, PT North at 77 Columbia Street. We praise God for that. Amen. Amen. And uh, this, those two services, uh, will be 9 a.m. so that uh, we get a little extra half hour and 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. 9 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. and one of the reasons some of you may have heard that we were going to try uh, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. but we, we realized that the, the time between the two services is just too short, particularly for our media team and our worship team, so we want to, uh, make sure that they have enough time, especially with us having now a robust online presence, we wanna make sure that everything's all set. And the other thing is because of uh, me having to go between two campuses, uh, I I realized that if we stayed at 11, then uh, at the first service, I would just be their preacher and not their pastor. What does that mean? That means I will preach the word and I just dash over here to 56 Magazine Street, and what I don't want to hear is some, some freshman who's just coming to college in this area and it's now October, and the parents say, have you met the pastor? And they say, no, because every time I go to meet him, he dashes out, and so we want to make sure that our church, people feel welcomed, amen? Amen, so let me uh, uh, get into the word, and I want to encourage you again to please make sure you come to the cookout. The cookout is not for us. The cookout is for the neighborhood. We want to introduce, reintroduce ourselves to uh, the, the, the port area of Cambridge because we haven't been there in three years and that neighborhood has changed drastically. Amen, and so we want to be a blessing uh, to them and let them know that there is a church in their neighborhood. Uh, first Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Um, I've been talking about teenage uh, Bible heroes, and I was going to talk this, this morning about the power of small groups amongst t- uh, teenagers to have people who are traveling with you, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on that uh, f- until the end of September, which, will be, which we will be uh, focusing on small groups. That's gonna be Small Group Sunday. And I think that message is going to be appropriate for this. this. But I I want to speak to you on a subject that I I really believe is maybe one of the most consequential uh, sermons that I have ever preached. And it's not that because it's deep. It's not that because um, it's some great revelation. It's just a reminder of, of that song. So, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, and Luke chapter 1, verse 34, 35. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13 says So David stood there among the brothers, and Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought, and he anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on, from the day the oil was applied to David, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him powerfully. Luke chapter one, verse 34 and 35, reading from the New Living Translation. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? In other words, how am I going to give birth to a child in that I am only, I'm a virgin. I've never had sex before and The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I want to speak to you on a subject, uh, Teenage Bible Herald's The One Requirement, The One Requirement, and it's more than just a requirement for teenagers, it's a requirement for everybody. We learn through David's life that there are three ingredients to a godly herald. Number one, uh, there must be a pursuit of the heart of God, a pursuit of what matters to God. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, uh, the Lord said uh, that he is, he is pursuing, he is, he is after a man, a woman, a boy, a girl who is after, who's in pursuit of the heart of God. What matters to God matters to them. The second thing is that you must, uh, past experiences matter. Uh, your testimony matters. You need to keep a record or a journal of your journey with God. And the Bible says in, in uh, Revelation chapter 11, verse 12, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and we we as we learned even and reminded ourselves even during communion that the blood of Jesus is important, but also the word of your testimony. Sometimes you need to testify to yourself. David testified to himself, he was discouraged and depressed and he said, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you quiet within me? Hope thou in God for I will yet praise him who is the help of my countenance. We need to remind ourselves the, the, the old saints used to sing that song, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, what? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for saving me. Testimony's important. David talked about his past. The reason why I can take on this, this giant is because of God helping me to slay a lion and a bear. The third thing is prophesy to your giants. Prophesy to your challenges. Uh, Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What you say matters. First Timothy, chapter 1, verse 18, Paul says, do warfare with the prophecies that were spoken over your life. Speak that word to your giants, to your challenges. David ran, he, he ran towards Goliath and he told Goliath, he prophesied him, he said, I'm going to take your sword and cut off your head. Gave David. I said the last week or the week before. David was a gangster. He was. He he was. When someone says that I'm gonna take what you're holding and whoop you with it, that's gangster. Amen. Uh, let's keep going. And, uh, through Mary, we learned, uh, and, and Mary was a teenager. Most theologians believe that Mary was somewhere between 14 and 16 when she had Jesus. And through Mary. Uh, we learn the challenges of being a godly hero. And there's some challenges. Number one, there are psychological challenges, meaning that the devil will play with your mind. He'll tell you you can't do it. He'll tell you you're crazy. He'll say you're too young. And, and he'll say you're not smart enough. You don't have enough money. You're the wrong color. English is not your first language. And so there's psychological challenges that you have to get over you. You have to get over you. Isaiah 26, uh, uh, verse three and four, he says, the Lord will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on you, him because you trust in him. And then verse four says, trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah, there is everlasting strength. There is strength that lasts forever. Keep our minds on the Lord. Can you say amen? And then Paul uh, said, well, what should I keep? No, what should I be thinking about? And Paul gives us what we should be thinking about. First of all, he says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, he says, don't be anxious about anything. Don't, don't worry about anything. He, and, and Stevie Wonder, he quoted that too. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't worry about a thing. But in everything, everything, not some things, everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving, that's the, part, that's the part we forget. We give God our shopping list, but we forget to thank him. With Thanksgiving, make your requests be known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guide your mind, your thinking, and guide your emotions in Christ Jesus. And then Paul goes on to say, in verse uh, 8, he says, these are the things that you should be thinking about. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are true. John chapter 17, verse 17 says, God's word is true. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are right, whatever things are pure. Matthew chapter 5 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are admirable, if there is any excellent, if they are praiseworthy, think on these things. Then there's physical challenges to doing the will of God, and, and it's going to cost you physically. It's going to cost you physically. Uh, uh, some of you, in order to do what God has called you to do, you need to get in shape. Well, it's quiet in here. I thought you, I, you thought I was going to say something really, really deep. To any neighbor, say, you need to exercise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exercise. You need, a, you need to exercise. You need to eat right. No, let me, let me say that differently. We need to eat right. <laughs> you, 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 you can't be doing the will of God and totally and, and huffing and puffing after every step. Mm. If you're supposed to be living to 90, but you're eating a lot of junk food and you die at 70... You robbed God of 20 years. Let me just... So you need to... Uh... We quote that scripture. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, I, I plead with you, brothers, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, Right? a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God unto God, which is your reasonable service, okay? And, but, but the Lord showed me something different. He said, Brian, I don't want you to simply present your bodies. Like, I don't want you to, to present your bodies. I want you to present, to give me your body as a present, which means I, I need your best body. Mm. I said, I need your best body. Mm-hmm. I, I need your wow gym body. I need your drinking the proper amount of water body. Mm. I don't need your 2,000 calorie chocolate. Lava, molten ice cream, marshmallows, and sprinklers and nuts, body. Mm, turn your neighbor and say, He's talking about you right now. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> tell, tell, tell another neighbor that I know Kimball's was on your mind. Uh, I know Kimball's ice cream was on your mind, and you. Already had it planned, uh, but this is this is this is the no this is the no guilt zone zone. Uh, uh, but but it's, but it's, but you need to give God the present your best body to Him. Because doing the will of God is going to have some physical challenges. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter three, chapter, chapter two. Verses three to 10, he says, endure hardship like a good soldier. Doing the will of God is hard work. And then there's purpose-filled challenges. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, God says, I know the plans I have for you. Philippians chapter three, verse 13 to 15, Paul says, I press, I press towards the mark, I press towards the goal. Doing God's will is hard work. Then there are challenges. Now, I should, I, the, work, the working definition I want to use for hero is, um, is a hero is a person that does courageous acts, courageous acts, and Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be witnesses to tell people about me, even to the ends of the earth. And most people know that that word witness is a uh, Greek word from which we get our English word martyr. So to be a real witness to Jesus, for Jesus Christ, you have to be a martyr. You have to be a martyr. Why? Because the first person must, who must die is you to you. Jesus says, if you're going to come after me, you have to take up your cross and follow me. We, Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I believe, he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not Brian, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I'm living now, I live by faith in the Son of God who, laid, who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, people... Must see as Paul, as John said in John, I think it's chapter two. He said, he said, he must increase, but I must decrease. And when that happens, I can be a witness. Well, we're going to get to that in a little bit, in a little moment. And then, not only does a does a uh, hero do courageous acts but a hero also has noble character, noble character. And let me talk about the character of the Spirit of God because I really believe that we need to ask the Holy Spirit to manifest his, that character of Jesus in our lives. Mm. So he says in Galatians chapter 2, Chapter five, verse twenty-two and twenty-three. Paul says, "But the fruit." And, and you know, "But" is a conj- is a conjunction. Am I right? Okay, conjunction, junction. What's that, Funker? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sesame Street's really anointed. Uh, so we know that he says, "But." So he, Paul prior to that, he's talking about what the works of the our human nature is and some horrible things. He says, but the fruit or the character of this Holy Spirit is love, joy. My goodness. We're living in a day where the saints, Elder Anita, some of the saints, When you look at their faces. Of course, you have on a mask, but your eyes are smiling. But, some, but you look at them and you wonder, is Jesus still alive? You look at them and they it looks like they've been singing that song. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen all their lives. You you need to have joy. I mean, we're supposed to be God's advertisement to the world. Do you want Jesus? You want to come to church with me? Uh no. Why not? Well, if it's not making you happy, why should I come with you to look like you? Ooh, anyways, let's keep going. So, the fruit of love, joy, peace. See, these new translations, NIV and patience. Patience is nice. But I like King James, (laughs) long-suffering, long-suffering, long-suffering. You see, college sometimes doesn't prepare you for long-suffering. Some of you, you are going to start school in September. Some of you, in August. And if you don't like the teacher, you just change the teacher. But oh, when you become an adult, and you have a boss, mm, I'm preaching, and and, and you have a mortgage, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you have people depending upon your check oh it's amazing how quickly how much we can endure when we need and we know that people are depending on us we have got to learn how to suffer long especially let me, you know, let me just look at the cross right now Especially, you need to learn how to suffer long in a church. Because sometimes, Lord, sometimes we pick churches like we pick clothing. As long as it fits, we stay in that church. But when things get a little bit tight, instead of getting in shape, We just dispose of it and go someplace else. We pick, we pick churches like we pick the department stores and restaurants. We look at the menu. Let me see. Do they have a swimming pool for the children's ministry? Oh, this church has a roller coaster, and this church has wonderful singing. You, you have no right to pick out a church. I, mm. you have no right to pick out a church just like you have, I'm preaching up in here, just like you have no right to pick out a spouse I am preaching, better you're responding you have no right to pick out a job because your job is your ministry it is your assignment. God gave you that job, not just for money, He gave you that job because there's somebody on that job that won't receive Jesus from anybody other than you. Woo! You need to ask God, what church should you be going to? Woo! Gentleness, kindness. I'm gonna talk about Pentecostals because some of you all are others in that way. But but Pentecost can be mean. Mean church folks can be mean. Fruit of the spirit is goodness. Or oh, I like the J.B. Phillips translation it says generosity. Are you a generous person? Thank you for that sermon, Brother Paul. We we. Are you generous? When's the last time you said, this is on me? I'll, I'll pick up the bill. Oh, it's quiet in here. Generosity. Not simply with your money, but generous with your time. Generous with your smile. Ooh, this this is a tough one for people who live in this area, like me, Bonner's area. Generous with your listening. Come up here, honey. You have no idea how much work the Holy Spirit has done in me. How many of you just just now? You can raise your hand, but just look forward, okay? How many of you, you're talking to somebody, okay, and there's a, there's, a, there's a timer that goes off in your head. Can I get a witness that says, this conversation needs to be over. No, come on, just, just look straight at it. No, 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 don't put up, don't put up your hand. I don't, wanna, I, <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble. And, and so you're talking to this person, and, and, you know, the timer's going off like, eh, eh, like, like your iPhone, eh, eh, and now you're looking for an escape route. Okay, well, hey, well, it's good. God bless you, and, and we hope that, and we hope to see you, you know, yeah, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yes, praise the, praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dad. Oh, everybody like, oh. For some of you don't know, that's my wife. You're like, who's that woman touching the pastor all over that? Tent? That's that's, that's <laughs> what kind of church is that's my wife. <laughs> but sometimes God says, no, this person needs the ministry of your ear. Whoa. Do we have Generous with our time, faithfulness. Can people depend upon us? Humility and self-control, these are fruits of the Spirit. Now, the thing is here is, is that when I look at David and Mary, and I'm almost finished, the, the, the thing that I noticed that made them teenage heroes is that they walked empowered with the Holy Spirit. Of course, the Old Testament prior to, to Jesus' death, the, the Holy Spirit came upon people, but after Jesus died, the Holy Spirit came inside of us so that he can live the life of Christ inside of us. Are you following me? And, and, and I, I want to talk about this. There are three things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. We have, we have become, sadly, we as Christians have become religious people, meaning that we are really We're really living life without the power of the Holy Spirit. How do I know that? Because of the way we make decisions. Is there a difference between the way you make a decision and the way an unbeliever makes a decision? Let that sit for a while. When you talk to your unsaved friends, is there any difference between the way you make your decision and the way they make the decision. Let me tell you something. God direct me in what I'm going to do. That, that, that's, even, even a sinner can do that. Even an unbeliever can do that. God wants us to live our lives empowered by the Holy Spirit because there are some things that God is going to call us to do that nobody can do it other than God through us. So let me do this quickly. Number one, the Holy Spirit, in my life, he is a teacher. John chapter 14, verse 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he'll even bring things to your remembrance. Whatever I told you. He's a teacher. We'll go into that. Uh, at another time, but the Holy Spirit daily wants to teach us something. And he's not restricted to just teaching us the Bible. He wants to teach us in every aspect. God, The Holy Spirit wants to teach me how to be not simply a good husband, but the right husband for Carmen Elaine Green. God doesn't just want to teach me to be a good father, but he wants me to teach me to be a good father to uh, Deidre Child and to Vanessa Green and to uh, Com- no, Jessica Green. He, he, and, and, and all my spiritual children. He wants to teach me. Because some of you who have more than one child, my heroes are the pinos. They got seven. Lord, have mercy. I don't know how you did it. God bless you, the grace of God. But, but all your children are different. Yes. Parents who got more than one, all your children are different. And you can't treat them the same. That's why you need the Holy Spirit to teach you, how do I raise this child? The other thing the Holy Spirit wants to do is he is a truth guider. Mm. He will guide you into truth so that you do not fall for the lies of the devil. The name devil, who is a person, literally means slanderer. He is a liar. John 8, verse 44, he is a liar. That's what he does. But the Holy Spirit, he wants to guide you into the truth. John 16, verse 13 says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth. He shall not speak of himself, but those things which he hear, that will he also speak, and he will show you things to come. I've decided to to discipline myself, to train myself to treat the Holy Spirit like a person. I'm almost finished here. Like a person. So when I can't find something, I ask the Holy Spirit where it is. I have this hanging up in my prayer room. This is a keychain. I was shoveling and didn't know that the keys to my car fell out in a snowstorm. If you know anything about these keys, now they cost two and $300. And I said, Holy Spirit, could you find the key for me? And sure enough, he did not find the key when I thought he was gonna find the key. And so I just went, oh well, That's a key loss. I'll figure it out. January, February, March, April comes. The snow melts. I don't know how this happened, but somebody who didn't even know who we were found the key, walked to my house, put it in the mail slot, and the Lord said, you did ask me to find your key. What am I saying? Sometimes he may not do it when you want it, but he'll do it because he's faithful. If we would learn to treat the Holy Spirit like a person, like Jesus, I bet he would do a whole lot more than what he's doing now. Holy Spirit, what job should I take? Holy Spirit, should I say yes to this date or not? Holy Spirit, should I go on this trip or not? Holy Spirit, should I go to this school or not? Not every open door is from the Lord. And finally, the Holy Spirit is a talent giver. What do you mean? He gives ability. He gives, this word talent means he gives expertise, he gives know-how, he gives power, he gives capability, he gives capacity. Let me just end with this point here. So how do I get the Holy Spirit to do these things? How do I, how do I, how do I get empowered with the Holy Spirit? Jesus said, and when he's talking about this, this picture of, of, the, of prayer, in Luke chapter 11, he says, he says, um, if you being evil, and we'll, we'll get into that another time, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, how much more will your father give the Holy Spirit, gift the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Now, this asking, there's two kinds of asking. There is asking that basically um, there's an asking that basically says it doesn't matter whether I get it or not. Mm -hmm. And then there's an asking that says, I have to have what you are offering. So there's an asking. In the Greek, it means to ask or to beg or to crave or to desire. Like, I have to have this. And what God is saying to us is, is when we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that there has, to be, there has to be like Jacob when he was wrestling with the angel, he said, I won't let you go till you bless me. And when you ask God for the filling of the Holy Spirit, I believe One of the challenges that we have in this day is that we, and and I, I, I will be the first to own this, that we have not taught our teenagers how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They love Jesus, they love God, but we don't talk enough about the power of the Holy Spirit to do in teenagers what nobody else can do. In April 1972, there was something in me that said I needed more from God than just this church experience that I was having. I was a star athlete, and with being a star athlete comes a whole lot of trouble. but there was something in me that wanted more of God. And the preacher was talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I remember the more I sought this filling, the farther it seemed from me. And it was almost like God was saying how badly do you want me? So it went from, Lord, please give me the Holy, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I was, I was already saved. I already loved Jesus. Jesus lived my heart. But there was something more I want. I knew there was something more. And I pleaded. And then I started doing my homework early so I could go to church. And then I started fasting. And you talk about at 13 years old, there was no magic dust over me that said, you'll enjoy fasting. I, I still don't like fasting. Come on, folks. You know the day you choose to fast, the office brings in wonderful donuts, and come on now. The day you choose to fast somebody says hey lunch is on me the day you choose to fast they have the the thing that you've been waiting for on the on the uh, on the menu can I get a witness out there I like what fasting brings but I love me some food can I get there? can I are there any other carnal people in here like me I, 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 but but I knew I wanted God to fill me more than I want the food. And as I started fasting and God, and the fasting created a hunger for God. And I'll never forget in PT North on the right hand side where the keyboard is now, but it was a piano there back then. God invaded my life in April, 1973. That's 50 years ago. And I remember that day because it changed my life. And it kept me as a teenager from the Holy Spirit. As I look back on my teenage years, I can, I can count all the things in my life that could have gone wrong if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit giving me the wisdom to make certain decisions or basically coming into my life and saying, "Nah, you're not gonna hang out with those people. No, you don't need to be with her. No, you're not going to go to that school. And so, as as we're moving forward, we're going to talk more about the Holy Spirit in September. Because I believe He will change your life when you start treating Him like a person. And hopefully... you can stand up. You can stand up. And hopefully, we can put into practice what Pastor Chandler spoke to us when he came here in June, just did a drive-by prophecy. Some of you weren't here. But the word of the Lord was, pause and ask God, what do you want me to do? I believe that there's some supernatural things that God is going to do for many of us. I believe that there's going to be some doors that are going to open us that we're going to shake our heads and say, I can't believe it. And I believe God has something to prove that when we walk, as Paul says, when we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the desires of our human nature because our human nature has gotten us, did I say us? us in enough trouble it's time for us to allow the spirit to bring us into what John Lewis says good trouble thank you Jesus thank you Jesus could you just lift up your hands and just for a few moments as a way to, in your own way just just ask God God I, I need I need you to fill me with your spirit see Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, you can't just be filled like me in 1972 and say, that's it. No, Paul says in the Greek, keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. Keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. I need a new filling for Sunday, August 7th. And then when I wake up in the morning, I know I can say, I need you to refill me again. And as I pour out my life to people around me, as I pour out my life to people who are hurting, as I pour out my life to people who need Jesus, fill me, Lord, refill me. Refill me. Refill me so I can be the husband I need to be. Refill me so I can be the son I need to be. Refill me so I can be the brother, the, the employee, the the father, all that, the pastor, the bishop, all that you need me to be, the employee. Fill me, Jesus, the friend I need to be. Refill me, Jesus. Because the stakes are high. Hallelujah. 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 Whether you're online or in this room, could you just take two minutes to call, to cry out to God, God, fill me. Fill me anew, fill me afresh, for 2022, for the fall of 2022, for the summer. Fill me, Lord. Change my ministry. Change the way I look at my job. Change the way I look at my children. Change the way I look at my family, my friends, my coworkers, my my, my, my career. Change me, Lord, to see what you see. Karoseteke to. Fill me with the joy of my salvation. Yes, I'm saved, I'm a believer, but I'm not, I have no joy. Give me your joy. Help me to stop throwing in the towel every time things get hard. Make me a long sufferer. Make me patient. Help me to be humble, Lord which simply means to recognize my own shortcomings because you resist the proud, but you give grace to the humble. You said your fruit is temperance, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit, to have self-control when it comes to food, self-control when it comes to my mouth self-control how give me the ability to to control myself I need you Holy Spirit oh I need you I need you I need you to be the pastor that this church needs I need you to make Pentecostal Tabernacle into a place that the city of Cambridge needs to be I, I don't know how to do that Lord Teach me, Lord. Guide me into the truth, Lord. Give me the talents and the gifts I need from your Holy Spirit. God, manifest your gifts in our church. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, faith, working of miracles, healings, prophecies. Tongues, interpretation of tongues. Lord, we need the power gifts. We need those grace gifts. But bless us. Bless us, like Jesus said in Matthew 5 bless us with a hunger for more righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed before we give the closing blessing, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you never asked him to come into your life and you're like, same. You you mean it's possible that God can live inside of me and, and live out his dream through my life? Yes, he can but you need to invite him into your life first. He's a gentleman, he's not going to break into your life without you opening the door of your heart. This isn't about joining church, this is about joining Jesus. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here and you're saying, Pastor Brian, could you pray for me? I wanna give my life to Jesus. We're not gonna ask you to come up here. You, you can receive Jesus right where you're standing as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you want to receive Jesus, could you just slip up your hand and I'll see that hand, so I'll pray for you. Just want to make sure we don't miss anybody. Slip up your hand, I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. And there may be somebody online who wants to receive Jesus, so we want to give you this opportunity as well. If you're online, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And everybody here, could you repeat this prayer because there's somebody online that may want to receive Jesus watching the recording who may want to see Jesus so repeat after me dear Lord I come to you and I admit Lord that I'm a sinner and all that means is Jesus has not come into my heart but Jesus I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again from the grave so that I could become a child of God. And so Jesus, since you're alive, your word says, whoever calls on your name shall be saved. So I'm calling you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Save me and make me a child of God. If you said that prayer, and Jesus now lives in your heart. It's as simple as that. And if you've received Jesus Christ, I'm asking you if you could just uh, email us, uh, mail at ptspice.org. We'll make sure that you get a Bible. You make sure you get all that you need to walk with the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I I wanna close in a different way. Usually I close with a blessing. Those of you are familiar, but I really sense that there's some people who are like God. I I really feel like I need to do a reset. I need to do. The uh, Bible spoke this message of, of maybe a year or so ago. I need to do a hard reset on my on my walk with you. In the spirit. I need to to do a reset of really offering myself to be filled with your spirit. I I need this season to be different. And yes, Bishop Tammy raised my hand, but I I need to do something more. And if you if if that's what you're sensing, and just because you don't do this doesn't mean you're not sensing more. I'm just, but I just feel like God is saying that Romans chapter 1. 12 verse 1, he says, present your bodies. If you're feeling like, God, I need to, I really need to actually make a present of my body to you, I want you to just come up to the front of the church. We call this the altar. And it's just a place of saying, God, I'm I'm giving myself as a sacrifice to you. I, I feel like I need to do more than just slip up my hands. Feel free to do that. I'm only going to give you two minutes to come and then I'm just going to pray. If nobody comes, no problem. But if you're sensing that the Holy Spirit is wooing you to say, I I need to do more than just raise my hand. I I feel this pull. I feel this woo in that, that, that something, that God wants to do something in this season of my life that is different and therefore I have to do something different. That somehow this word just went deeper in you than what usually would have happened. And again, this isn't about making anybody feel uh, guilty or pressure anybody or using some kind of gimmick. This is just what are you sensing from the Holy Spirit that you're saying, I need to make my body a present. I am willfully coming up and saying, God, here's the present, it's my body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this service. And there may be those who are online saying, "I can't." Obviously, I can't walk up to the <laughs> walk up to the altar. But if you're online and you're, and you're sensing God is pulling you, then you can walk. You can walk closer to the television or the device or wherever you are, but you you can stand where you are and say, God, here I am in my kitchen. Here I am in my bedroom. Here I am in my car. Here I am in the park. Here I am. I am presenting myself. I am making myself a present to you. And so, Father, I pray that from this moment on, there will be a fresh, restart of every individual who is presenting themselves to you and Lord I'm standing myself because I want I want more I need more where you want to take me where I am right now is not going to cut it where I am right now is not going to take me where I know you want to take me and Lord, those of us who are who are, who are here, people are looking at us and saying, wow, but you're doing all right. And yes, I'm doing all right, but I don't, all right is not good enough. I want more. I want more. I I, I have to have more. And I don't know what that more looks like, but I sense the Holy Spirit saying, come up higher. I'm sensing the Holy Spirit says, saying, ascend higher. I, I have more for you. Just present yourself to me. Just make yourself a present, and I will fill you with such a fullness of my presence that you will be able to do courageous acts, you'll be able to do things that people will look at you and say, how in the world did you do that? How in the world with all the responsibilities you have, how were you able to pull that off? And we will say, it was the, I've been empowered with the Holy Spirit. I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. He is at work in me both to will and to do God's pleasure. And I give the glory to him. I give the credit to him. Holy Spirit, I am asking you that by the end of 2022, the changes in our lives will be noticeable. Hey, will be noticeable. I need need to see something different in my own life. I need to see change. I I don't want to just do church. I don't want to just do religion. I don't want to just do Christianity. I want to walk with, and as Paul says, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I want to walk with you. I I want to talk to you. I want to be like James said in Acts chapter 15, around the 28th, 29th verse. It seemed good to me. No, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit first, and it then seemed good to me. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit, and it seemed good to me. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit, and it seemed good to me. It's good to me because it was first good to the Holy Spirit. So from this moment on, I pray, Father, that we will start disciplining ourselves to say, Holy Spirit, what do you think? Holy Spirit, find that job for me. Find that that place for me. Holy Spirit, guide me and really mean it and really look for you to do it. So Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. As we leave this place, I pray that your grace, the grace of God, will rest upon our lives. The, the love of Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will rest and abide with each and every person, not only in this room, but in the lower sanctuary, the children, and in the, in the, uh, in the, in the room uh, where others are, uh, are listening to this, and in those who are online. Holy Spirit, just have your way in our lives and let us see something happen this week that will make us say, wow, this really works. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Have a fantastic Sunday. Those of you who want extra prayer, the, our elders will be coming up to the front here, and they'll be praying for you. there will be mass, so it'll be nice and safe for you. God bless you. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.